1: Hello and welcome to Troubling Issues, a podcast about comics that's for everyone. Every fortnight we do a deep dive on a single issue of a comic book that is either good, or really bad, or just batshit crazy. Uh, Whatever it is, it's definitely going to be a noteworthy comic. Uh, I'm Brad Daniels, your host. I'm a comic book writer, artist, and fan. And this week's guest is actor, singer...
0: Podcaster Zane Weber. It's me. I'm Zane C. Weber. I am all of those things some of the time, right. and things at other times. Oh
1: well, that's 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 a very broad definition of who you are. So <laughs> I'm going to ask
0: you to tell you tell us a little bit about yourself, Zane. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, at the moment I am a full time podcaster. So I run the That's Not Canon podcast network which we have like almost uh, we have approaching 70 podcast titles on there now and i have a few of my own um still less than 10 i think i think it's still less than 10 uh that i do myself but i also act and i perform and i've performed with brad before uh, uh yeah so that's kind of who i am i like media a lot so i have enjoyed lots of movies and tv shows and some comic books, <laughs> including the one we read today, I'm sure. Uh, I definitely read it. Yeah,
1: wow, that's good.
2: <laughs> I'm glad
1: you read and enjoyed it. Um, now, yeah, so you, so you, you cover a, a whole host of pop culture stuff in your podcasts.
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: Uh, yeah. And as you mentioned, we have done shows together. In fact, you were a student of mine back in the day.
0: That's and we right. Did
1: we did a very cool uh, show called Life Story a few years back, which I would love to do again.
0: Yeah, we should do that again. I keep getting flashbacks to it because uh, I drive past that. The ho- we, we did it in a hospital of all places. Uh, so I keep getting flashbacks whenever I drive past said hospital.
2: Yeah, um,
1: in, a, in a chronic pain ward, I believe.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, how did they know?
1: <laughs> yeah, was, uh, yeah. we'll leave that hanging as a tidbit. If anyone's really interested, uh, just send us a line and I'll tell you about it. Okay, and the second question I have for you, Zane, now that we know a little bit about you as a person, is what's your relationship to comic books?
0: Uh, so when I grew up, I really loved the idea of comic books, but I never really had many like I never collected comic books but I was a big fan of like the X-Men comic books I think Mm. Um, then I discovered film and comic books went to the back burner but since I have grown up and I have enjoyed the odd graphic novel every now and then and I
1: sounds very mature
2: of you
0: (laughs) I did go through a uh a a bit of a, a comic book phase more the indie ones um but I do, I do still like myself a, a good superhero um, comic. So,
1: yeah, if it's done well, and those uh, those X Men comics, which would have been around the same era that I was growing up, they were good X Men comics. So, worth reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But I mean, oh my, we should talk about this movie sometime. But uh, that's another <laughs> thing entirely. Oh, let's move yeah. on. I'm I'm trying to keep us under an hour today. So, all right, okay, let's um, let's we'll get
0: crack that whip.
2: Yeah, let's
1: get into it. Let's get right into the meeting. And, and cracking that whip is very appropriate <laughs> because today we will be looking at Wonder Woman issue three, published in February nineteen forty-three. With nineteen
0: forty-three. Uh,
1: nineteen forty-three. The good year uh,
0: for comics.
1: A great year for comics. If uh, a great year for world wars as well. Um, <laughs> And the cover and all the art contained therein is by Harry G. Peter. And the writ- the writing was all done by William Moulton Marston, writing as Charles
0: Moulton. Mm. Uh, and we'll talk about him in a little bit. <coughs> I don't think we could get away without talking about Charles Moulton.
1: <laughs> indeed,
0: indeed.
1: But uh, <laughs> we'll start with the cover. What, what better place to start? Now, this is... Uh, this is from the dawn of comic books. Uh, the t- comics, as we know them, probably would have been around for about six years at this stage, mm. um, and they were still they were still learning how the art form worked. But we'll start with the cover here because this is a crazy. Uh, I'm gonna put, lay my cards on the ca- table. This is a crazy cover.
0: It's 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 uh it's something. It's. <laughs> I don't know what it has to do with the story so much. Uh, it's,
1: it's, uh, I, I've i got no answers for you. So cracking the whip, <laughs> cracking the whip on the cover is one woman riding a fiery chariot drawn by three golden horses. Some cherubim are going by on a sled
0: next to her. Are they cherubim or are they satyrs? They have like little goat legs.
1: Oh, you're right. Satyrs they are.
0: Curly blonde hair. Yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> and let's, then, call like... them,
1: let's call them cherubic satyrs then, shall we?
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> let's split the difference. At the top of the, the cover, it's announced that it is now a bi-monthly, which means up to this point, it was a quarterly book coming out every three months. Now it's coming out every two months, so you can get more Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was quite a sales success back in the day. Who knew? Uh, I'll tell you Who knew? DC <laughs> publications, a Superman publication. So they've gotten to the point where they know they know which side their bread is buttered on. Yeah, and absolutely. Superman's name on the cover of everything. Number three, February, March. Now, we have Diana on the chariot. Uh, there's a, a very interesting red to yellow gradient in the background, uh, giving it a weird, surreal sort of look and hovering in a sort of like a muddy green <laughs> haze, is the face of the Baroness von Gunther. With her very elaborate cigarette holder. My goodness, it has a dragon wrapped around <laughs> it. And I think she is meant to be a femme fatale, but uh Harry Peter's um, uh, art style renders everyone looking... Uh, weird. I don't know. Strange. They they all uh.
0: It kind of looks like a drag queen, to me at least. More than kind of, I say.
2: (laughs) It is very
0: drag queeny. I want to know what the significance of like the the sun or moon surrounded by like little little green bubbles or rocks or something up the top underneath Wonder Woman is. Mm. What what is that? Is that ever explained? Is that part of the mythos? Is that like... Cause... I think that's just a design element. Uh, okay. They, didn't, they wanted to, uh, like, busy up
1: the top of the cover because I had nothing there. No more questions, Zane. Stop trying to... <laughs> no, no. I want the questions. That's why I have people on there. If it was, <laughs> otherwise, it would just be me talking about stuff, and that's boring. No, I, I can't... It doesn't represent anything from the Wonder Woman mythos that I am aware of. Right. Though uh, the baroness's head is surrounded somewhat by the same bubbly things, so could just be showing like the surreality or the unreality of the image or whatever. But Wonder Woman in her uh, bike shorts is driving the chariots towards the head. Yeah, Uh, yeah, not not a great uh, image design-wise, but certainly striking. It. Does make you look at it until trying to figure out what's going on.
0: Um, yeah, like where is she going on that chariot, and how big is that green drag queen in the sky? <laughs> it's the question that we
1: have all asked ourselves on <laughs> an occasion, and we will never find the answer because we're going to go inside. Oh, I almost forgot. I Let's go, USA. Keep them flying. Pro-war propaganda, propaganda down in. The bottom left-hand corner uh, and that's a, a thing that uh, they would definitely not have anti-war propaganda d- during World War Two. well uh, also spoiler alert like this,
0: this this it's all about fighting
1: Nazis yeah well that's well Wonder Woman is about two things in the early years and fighting Nazis is one of them
0: <laughs> <laughs> and know uh, knows I what, what the other know. one is <laughs> because is it- he's read this book is it, is, it, is it tying up women?
1: Let's move on inside, shall we? <laughs> Page one, uh, 1a. one There are four stories in this issue. It, is a, it was a 64-page publication. There was a lot of uh, material in it. This is the point in Wonder Woman's life where there was so much demand for her adventures that they had two, uh, two series running concurrently. Oh, Uh, printing her uh, stories. There was Sensation Comics, which came out every month and had a lead story featuring Wonder Woman. And then there was Wonder Woman, which was another 64 pages of Wonder Woman content every three or now two months because it was a sensation. Like, people loved it. Got
0: to get more Wonder Woman.
1: Yes, indeed. For reasons that are hard for us sitting here in the future to really
0: understand.
1: (laughs) But it was certainly, like, the one thing about it is it is unique. So we come to the the splash page. Um, Wonder Woman is tied to a tree, uh, uprooting it. Uh, There's a woman with a knife, probably the Baroness, uh, (laughs) being tackled by Etta Candy.
0: Etta Candy. Uh,
1: And we'll talk about Etta soon when we get to her in the story. She's a very different character than she was in the movie. I'll say that much. Um, and, and
0: drawn, like, uh, I feel like she's drawn to specifically be a, a, like, different to Wonder Woman in every single way.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> That's true, but they're best pals. They get along so well.
1: The it's pals like a, of Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're like chalk and cheese. Okay, so, out of a swirl of moonbeams in the forest glade comes Wonder Woman. Driving a sil- silver chariot drawn by pretty woodness. This is not illustrated here. This is just what the words are saying. A lovely incarnation of girlish power and beauty. Uh, and it continues on like that for a while there. And we yeah. get our, our uh, re- requisite list of abilities. Beautiful as Aphrodite, Aphrodite, wise as Athena, swift as Mercury, and strong as Hercules, Wonder Woman, and then there's all this other stuff that doesn't really matter. Talking about the Baroness, talking about it's Christmas. There's a whole lot of ideas that have been
0: thrown into this story. It's um, I think it's I think it is important to touch on exactly how many times that throughout this comic they will reiterate that this is Diana's day, the Amazon Christmas. Yes, and, <laughs> and majority of of whenever Diana's day is mentioned, Christmas will also be mentioned.
1: Yes. Well, are there? Do you think they were, like, uh, trying to make Diana's Day take off? And they're saying, like, yeah, it's Christmas, but you know it's also
0: Diana's Day. Frankly, Brad, Yeah. I wish it had, because Diana's Day sounds like just a whole bunch of fun.
1: Oh, my God, we're going to get there. (laughs) We'll see to that soon. Uh, I think they should have just gone with something... Uh, more universal, like Life Day, for instance.
0: <laughs> I, uh, yeah, well, true. They should have got in before, before George Lucas did. Uh, yeah, poor old George. Okay. Uh,
1: the story begins. Etta Candy rushes to her friend Diana Prince with bad news. Uh, her roommates have been arrested. And Diana says, sort of uh, offhandedly, what did they do? Beat up a man? What else could they have done? Well, once this is a this is a, in fact some world building because at this point in the Wonder Woman's career, the Holiday Girls were her regular sidekicks. Oh, I see. And they were all about misbehaving and beating <laughs> up men and tying up people. I see. Sometimes other people, sometimes <laughs> each other. Mm, I bet it was mostly each other. Uh, girls, geez. Uh yeah. Rascals. I think we're going to have to move... We're going to have to talk about uh Charles Moulton soon. Okay. <laughs> Moving to page two. So we have a little bit of uh, backstory filled in. Two, uh The newspaper, two, 21 spies included college girls. So college girls have been arrested. Diana Prince, who is really... I Stop for this. This is going to be a shock. She is really Wonder Woman in disguise. <gasps> what?! I know, she's so plain, and Wonder
2: Woman
0: is so beautiful. (laughs) She does uh, look statuesque underneath that secretary's outfit. uh, Indeed. And everyone looks
1: kind of, I don't want to be very superficial, but everyone looks kind of plain when they're drawn by uh, H.G. Peters. (laughs) Um, It's a very stylized art style. Mm -hmm. Not based at all in reality, as
0: far as I can see and he definitely doesn't like to draw faces front on he definitely likes a profile of a face yes indeed he does not do the full he does
1: <laughs> a three quarter profile he does lots of people facing away from the the reader and stuff like that uh diana goes talks to the, talks to the girls they say the nazis hate hate us they're framing us for revenge she goes uh diana of course works for the chief of chief of intelligence yes uh as her, as his secretary and uh yeah she says what's going on here I well, I don't think these girls did it and the uh the chief of intelligence says well we got we got the dead to write from baroness von gunther, that right. they were spies now baroness had was like diana's regular nemesis at this stage in the series which is gonna make my reveal of what happens in the last story of this (laughs) issue. Very interesting. Uh, So she says, well, I'll go go visit the Baroness and find out what's going on. And then she's escaping.
0: She runs.
1: She runs away. And Diana does not catch her, though she is superhuman and has the powers of Athena and Hercules and
0: all that. Has the power of trickiness. Yes, indeed. Well, <laughs> she
1: has a good like. It looks like mm, ten meter start on
0: uh, on Diana. There's no way she could make that up. I think I think the perspective really plays up with that. Their their brother. It's it's at least twelve meters. <laughs> oh, twelve meter. Okay. Well, if you have a speed of of Mercury,
1: you couldn't possibly uh, no, catch up no, with that no. woman. Uh, so she's got a way. There's a guy on the bottom of the page there, just turning around with a question mark above his head, like, what? He Why could have stopped her. Smartly dressed woman running. <laughs> yes, what? Oh, well, no, none of my concern. I'll just keep <laughs> on going. Uh, okay, they find uh, oh, the Baroness eludes pursuit, so that's how she got away, in case you were wondering. We're on the page 3A now. Uh, they find the guard tried, tied up. In her underwear. Oh, that poor guard. That poor guard, There's four female guards. It's, it's not like something familiar about this panel. I don't know what it is.
0: <laughs> um, oh, it'll probably come to us if we move on. Yeah, that's true, that's true.
1: <laughs> it might be some sort of a theme that we hit on from here. Okay, so... Uh, Okay, surely this shows the Baroness's confession is false, so Diana is still trying to get her, her friends off the hook. She gives her mum a call on the mental radio. Ah, uh, yes. And this sadly disappeared from Wonder Woman's mythos. But it was, basically, <laughs> it was basically a smartphone well before there were smartphones. She could do FaceTime calls on it, uh, and it, let, it was used as a bit of a uh, a plot device quite often if they needed to get something impossible done.
0: The mental radio would make it happen. <laughs> uh, the the uh, the psychic paper of the Wonder Woman. Yes, universe. indeed. It predates
1: even the uh, even the invisible plane. So, oh, because well, <laughs> we meet that sooner, don't we? We sure do. We sure do. <laughs> but, like, are at the point in the Wonder Woman mythos where they've they they have a story where they introduce the. the invisible plane and she actually has to find bits of it from around the world and put it together it oh so just...
0: she's she's actually a uh, a jet mechanic as well
1: oh yes uh it was a prop plane back in the day though oh it's still capable of supersonic speeds okay sure yep yeah yep yeah. the, the science checks out it's
0: invisible the the physics don't count
1: Okay, next we get a little
0: bit of a look at uh,
1: Steve Trevor and her and Wonder Woman's creepy relationship. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I am the moon goddess Diana. No mortal may may see my face, but on festival day when I bring gifts. Gifts? Moon goddess? I know your voice. It's Wonder Woman.
0: Ah, don't try and trick me. I know you're not Diana the moon goddess. Yeah. Okay. Oh,
1: what a cunning ruse! You're m- more beautiful than any old moon goddess. But what is this festival of the sun? Well, let's have some explanation. We have a uh, a picture which is obviously what they base the cover on. Except mm. instead of uh, Wonder Woman riding this fiery chariot, it is Apollo, the sun god, complete with uh, satyrs and uh, and bubbles and everything.
0: Yeah. That's everything. Okay, yeah,
1: all that stuff. Okay, so we're at we're up to page four, and we we've gone through three pages, and a lot has happened already. <laughs> um, is there anything you wanted to like uh,
0: discuss at this point, Zane, or should we just keep on powering on? I think we we need to keep on powering on because it's it's really after this point that things start getting like really juicy. So the moment we've we've got the uh, two college friends have been unfairly unfairly imprisoned, and they're believing the Baroness von whatever her face is Gunther. Gunther, there we go, uh, and she has to go celebrate Christmas with her family.
1: Yeah, because that's what this is the American thing to do. Because in spite of mm-hmm. being in, uh, from ancient Greece, basically she little uh, island. <laughs> Yeah, she, uh, she really adapted to the American way pretty quick. <laughs> uh, okay, from June to December, the sun travels away from the earth. Okay, that explains why why winter happens. That's good. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the mid midwinter celebration, the moon goddess holds a high festival to celebrate the coming of her brother, the sun god. It's almost like Christmas is some sort of pagan holiday. <laughs>
0: Does sound like that because technically, ancient Greece happened first, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so Diana gives uh, Steve her mental radio. Uh, is
0: it hers, or is it his own very special radio that he that she's giving him for Christmas? Uh, I, it's hers.
1: There's just the one at the moment. God. It's- <laughs> so she's just lending it to them so they can FaceTime on Christmas Day. That's that's, uh,
0: that's nice. Yeah, it is.
1: It's like it's it's a weird relationship. Steve is very very enamoured with Wonder Woman, but obviously does not care for Diana Prince because she's so <laughs> plain. She's so she's plain. So plain. Mm. Ugh. Never uh, woman. Yes, indeed. Wearing glasses, what is she thinking? What does she want to see where she is? uh okay and uh steve is going to try and track down the baroness while diana is away because she's uh,
0: dangerous exclamation mark
1: she certainly is uh wonder woman starts at his car uh to uh for, starts in etta's car for the deserted barn where the amazon plane is hidden okay so she's carrying heavy
0: things that's the most important thing that's happening here (laughs) i do like that we have to get into a car to get to the plane to get into the plane (laughs) yeah
1: yeah it's like it's very much about uh, transport uh like uh what's not not dynamics i can't remember the word i was looking for so i'm gonna forget i said that it's all about like transporting things this so she's being followed she's carrying a heavy trunk the Baroness, uh, we, inter- we, we meet Keela at the bottom of page four. She is one of the Baroness's slaves. She is chained up. Uh, and she's into it, as we find out later on. <laughs> she s- slips into the large trunk that Wonder Woman was carrying around. And... Explaining that I hope Wonder Woman does not look in this direction because she's in a transparent plane, so anyone can see her doing it. Luckily, Wonder she Woman... She Yes, Wonder Woman was looking in the other direction or something. Uh, Etta and Wonder Woman jump in the plane and go for their trips after saying goodbye to uh, the holiday girls. So here we go. That's The whole sequence is... Very much a step by step how they got there. And next thing we know, we're on, we're on, we're finally on Paradise Island. Finally. Uh, Wonder Woman oh, is sitting goodness. in her mum's lap, giving her a big <laughs> hug. A it's a weird move. It is. A, it's a weird move. But as you as we're about to find out, Paradise Island is a very weird place.
0: I mean, the very next frame is uh is something, is something. It's something.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, good thing that the caption helpfully says. For those unfamiliar with Amazon traditions, as we all are, it should be explained that Diana, goddess of the moon, brings silver to all her Diana's Day to all on Diana's Day Eve, just like Christmas, hey. Wood not Ah, would draw her silver chariot upon
0: a path of moonbeams. So naturally, they draw the chariot because they're chained by the neck to the chariot?
1: <laughs> I'm going to assume that they just have, like, the chains over their shoulders, but I think that could be a valid interpretation. <laughs> so, naturally, Wonder Woman has to wear a freaky mask. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she has to put on a silver mask and pretend she's the moon goddess because yeah. that's how, Amazon, like, Diana's Day works. Yep. Okay. It's, it's, look, just, just accept it. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Gotta wear a freak
0: mask. (laughs) Gotta
1: wear... There's a freak on a leash, baby. (laughs) Uh, Okay, we're on to the sixth page. There's so much more to go through, and we're just on the first story here. Uh, Okay. Uh, Wonder Woman is... uh, ...attacked by one of the Amazons who wants to be the moon
0: goddess. That's how it works. It's like... uh, whoever is is the moon goddess is like just free game to be attacked and if they can steal the mask they become the moon goddess
1: yeah yeah and they get all the glory <laughs> uh but this is interrupted by the stowaway who the, uh Kila Ila uh who has has a knife and she's playing she's playing for keeps luckily we get to see uh Diana Deflect the knife using her famous bracelets. Now, bracelets which were based on uh, William Moulton's, uh assistant. She wore bracelets like that, and he thought they were very cute. Uh, so... I see. That's how they became part of Wonder Woman's power set and uniform. And... I should probably mention at this stage that that assistant stayed with him as an, uh not so much an assistant, for the rest as, of her life.
0: As a, as a uh, as 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 a, as a, as a female friend, that female friend of him in, and his wife. him and his wife.
1: Yes, indeed. Yes. I think we I think we're gonna have to drop the bombshell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there. what bombshell are you talking about, Brad? the weird polygamous relationship that they were in <laughs> and, and, and and i mean at this point i think this page really does illustrate well the molten influence on this on this story um that they were very much into bondage and a uh, master slave dynamic and uh and that really comes through in molten's work <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, it's
1: just the third person being tied up in the story so far after six pages, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. It must be a coincidence. But no, you're right, Zane. It is like, (laughs) it is all there. Wonder Woman is about two things in the 40s it is fighting Nazis and tying up women. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, William Marston was a psychologist and he had a theory about this. Oh. Yes, and it's so difficult to explain. I don't know how I'm going to do it justice, but basically it's submission to loving control. Basically, he went to... Now, this is going to... I'm going to... Please, descendants of William Molson, forgive me if I get this wrong. I'm doing this from memory. (laughs) Okay, so he was, like, very interested. He thought that women were superior to men, basically. Okay. He thought they was superior superior mentally and emotionally. And if not physically, they could be uh, superior physically. So he was very much uh, not so much a feminist because feminists want equality. He was like, no, women are naturally better and they should be running the joint.
0: Give it all to them.
1: Yeah. And, you know, what's the worst that could happen? That's all I got to say. That's my thought on the whole, whole thing. So he went to, he was doing uh, a series, uh, doing a paper on like the psychology of students and he went to a, uh, a sorority house. Oh no. Where they were having uh, the initiation uh, no, ritual. They were hazing. They were hazing, yeah, that's basically <laughs> it. Lots of, uh, lots of spanking, lots of tying up. Uh, he was particularly enthralled by people pretending to be babies. Oh, I see. And he said, this is it. This is how we train people to submit to loving authority is that they just have to let go of the self and be willing to have a loving master
0: take control and they'll become good citizens. It's so close. It's so close to Buddhism. Just kinkier. <laughs> it's like kinky uh, Buddhism. I I want to find out more about Buddhism now. <laughs> this is fantastic. He's going to let go of the self. He's going to let go of the self and just submit to the universe or your dominatrix. <laughs> Either one.
1: Either one. Yep. Uh, men, not suitable because they are far too violent and impulsive.
2: I I'm not trust women- them.
1: Yeah, you can't trust them. Uh, women are, of course, uh, thoughtful and empathic, so they are the perfect r- rulers. If you are to submit to loving authority, it will have to be to a woman. Mm.
2: Makes and sense that's,
1: to me. Yeah, that's basically what he built his philosophy on and how he lived his life. Well, at least he practiced what he preached. Indeed, indeed. And thus he ended up in this polygamous relationship and uh, he's long extolled, particularly through Wonder Woman, his ideas that, you know, uh, by submitting yourself to to your master, you would become a better person.
0: Oh, and with that, (laughs) that all said... Let's get on to the spanking with a tennis racket in the
1: okay, okay first of all the uh <laughs> the, the evil slave is thrown out a window uh most fortunately, so she doesn't get captured straight away so mm. wonder, uh, and no one recognizes her, but no one says oh this is a this is a uh this is a island which we've been on for the past uh,
2: four
0: <laughs> thousand exactly years, and we, we, we should know, know all each-
1: know everyone name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I guess that's just someone that I haven't met before. Okay, so... On to page 7a. Uh, okay, you win, Please says the girl. Yes. yes, You win, tie me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, rather ominously, Diana says... That you." Um, she says, I must remain bound till morning, and then you must become a little hunted deer...
0: Uh, oh yeah. boy. <laughs> so now we've got furries entering the game.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, presents uh distributed. The Amazons, of course, don't understand these uh American gifts
0: they've got. I do uh, enjoy that Diana got them golf clubs. <laughs> Do you think she's one of those people who,
1: like, goes to crazy Clark's on New Year's Eve, <laughs> on Christmas Eve, and says, oh, I've got to get everyone a present. Uh, golf club. Uh, uh, do need a golf course to play golf? basket. <laughs> a basket. Uh, 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 Blue
0: tack uh, You know, I think she didn't really put a lot of thought into this. But then in the very next frame, it is uh, they don't know what a tennis racket is, and they just assume it is a spanker. Of course. Um, uh, but not yeah, only Spanker, it is a sissy Spanker.
2: Yeah. <laughs> because, from
0: the it because, because it doesn't. Because it doesn't whole- hurt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that just implies like a whole backstory of like the role that spanking plays in their society.
2: Mm hmm.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, rightio. Yeah, I think this is some This is a weird weird messed up fantasy where well we've, <laughs> we've drifted into here as and we have just started scratching the surface of his name because we are about to hit some weird stuff
2: <laughs> we're uh,
1: about to go on a deer hunt yes indeed diana takes off her mask because everyone knows it was her anyway um uh the one girl to one girl the identity is a surprise so uh, what's the name? What's the name? Caro or something? Kila Keeler. Kila's Keeler. Like, I'm going to get her. Ho-ho. And then we come t- across all these Amazons dressed up as deer. As yes. doe. In
0: tight fursuits.
1: Yes, indeed. And they start, uh, they explain what's going to happen. Or they explain the origin of the the ritual, which I'm sure is a, it might be a Greek myth. It might be something that uh, molten made up. <laughs> but you know Diana is gonna uh, so some guy was turned into a deer and they in honor of that they hunt people
0: hunt their fellow Amazons dressed up as deer yes uh, because he wanted to peep he, he peeped on them yes indeed uh,
1: I get the feeling I feel like I'm peeping on something just reading the story know, you
0: know you know what Brad What? I mean a hunt is fine but Think of poor little short baby Ada Candy. How is oh she God. going to hunt these Amazons?
1: Oh, my God. I think it's a it's a built-in comedy bit, but uh, <laughs> how would she do that, Zane? She's got such short, stumpy legs. She's not like a
0: human being, as far as I yeah, can tell. Like, I mean, really, uh, to, to make it fair, you'd have to give her, like, maybe a, a, like a, a kangaroo or something uh, that she can ride around. <laughs> Well, I think that's going to happen. Yeah, she gets on a
1: Kanga, which uh, <laughs> have been introduced before in the comic, so it's not like it's out of left field, there's a giant kangaroo there. But that's what they have, well, I guess I was going to say instead of, but in as well as horses on Amazon Island,
0: is giant kangaroos. and if... Wait, okay, so they have horses and giant kangaroos that they ride around on? Yes, indeed. Okay, because <laughs> I only saw it in this comic. I've never come across the mythology of kangas in wonder woman before so this is amazing so you thought this was a one-off sort of like oh uh, yeah the just, that could happen right now? <laughs> it's like hey we just got a kanga for you uh it's not a kangaroo it's a kanga. yeah <laughs> no this is weird but it is a way of now
1: let's talk a little about Etta here she's clearly the comic relief yes but she is also, in her own way, in a lot like a big trouble in Little China way, the most competent person in the story. Oh, absolutely, yeah. She literally saves the day. Uh, but she knows
0: what she likes, and what she likes is candy. <laughs> um, also, I just want to talk about the way that she's drawn. Um, yes. Now, I mean, mostly when the women are drawn. Their their chests are like indicated by, you know, the lines of the clothes that they're wearing. But Etta in this comic has only been wearing like this white tank top and her breasts are literally just two big circles, two big white circles on her front. And that's all that, she, that's how she's drawn. She's a husky girl. She's
1: a husky girl. <laughs> so, yeah, she's she's got a different build from everyone else. And it could be worse and uh we'll find out about that later too. She <laughs> has her dad is named Hard Candy, by the way.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I mean that's fine. It's comics, I guess. <laughs> She's from Texas.
1: Uh oh. I'm just trying to look this up on Wikipedia right now. The mythology of Edda candy. The mythology of Edda candy. she, she <laughs> says woo- woo, okay. Her father is hard candy candy. Her mother is sugar candy. Uh, why wouldn't uh, why wouldn't she be? She has a brother called mint candy. <laughs> uh,
0: yep, okay.
1: Uh, she has a very skinny boyfriend
0: called Oscar Sweet Gulper. That's disgusting. <laughs> I take objection to that name.
2: That's uh, not a yeah.
0: real name. Candy's a real name. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was it was good. It was charming up to that point and then it just took a turn. <laughs> I can't blame you. I can't blame you. Okay. So but Etta, like I think Etta is a character that disappeared for many, many years. Because she's weird like many things in this comic.
2: Uh yeah.
1: and she is back she's back now of course she was uh uh she was a bit of a comic relief in the movie version of Wonder Woman. Mm. In the current comics she is a a a marine uh Diana Prince's liaison with the US military. Oh, okay. And she's a a kick ass woman in her own right. She's still a little bit stocky though. Wow. But,
0: uh, but shouldn't would even have to be? Yeah, indeed, indeed. I have the musculature to be a Marine.
1: So it's like,
0: it's a character that for, disappeared for like
1: 20, 30 years because I had no idea what to do with this, <laughs> this fat comic relief. That's what she is. She is a resident fatty. But, but she's not just a fatty because she is, as I mentioned, very, very, uh very helpful and actually the most confident pe- person here. Very now good we, at uh, tossing, a, tossing a lasso. Yes, indeed. Okay, let's get on with the hunt, the <laughs> wild hunt. Okay, the next page or so is hunting. Suction cup <laughs> arrows, uh, very important. Yes, yes, so no one gets hurt. You get to drag them in. Uh, Diana is, of course, catching all the does because she's superpowered. And carrying them all at once. Yes indeed. Etta oh, Candy much. is like, Oh, this is too hard, so she sits down to eat some candy <laughs> and just leaves her lasso on the ground and of course catches someone <laughs> because you know she's using a smarts, not a not a not a strengths, not a body. <laughs> uh, and okay. then they get trussed up. They get tied up and brought back and skinned. Yep, that's what uh, they do. A ritual skinning of the doughs. Oh, and what a relief to get rid of that hot, stuffy
0: dough skin. So they like getting skinned. This is—they have full like party dresses on underneath those skin-tight dough <laughs> outfits.
1: This is very disturbing. <laughs> uh, like this is like this is so weird. I don't know. This is this was for kids. This was a sh- this was a, <laughs> a, a a comic strip for kids.
0: during During war definitely trying to influence them in some way
1: yes indeed Mm -hmm. uh okay so the cooks then prepare their game for for the banquet
0: by Uh, i believe this is uh there is a specific name for this this tying method that's hog tying right With with the with the with the wrist to the ankles Look, I'm not saying either of us, either of us
1: is a uh, expert <laughs> and has inside knowledge on this, but I don't know. <laughs> okay, but my understanding is return. tying is that when it's when, you're, when it's tied behind your back.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. So the next frame.
1: The next frame when they <laughs> when they then they put them in a giant pie in their party dresses. <laughs> And they're not allowed to move until the crust is cut, because this is a fun game they're playing. It's a fun game.
0: Don't cut it in the wrong place, they uh, wonder.
1: That's right. They're all tied up in their party dresses, covered in crust. Oh, my goodness. What is going on? What is happening? You think that, like, some, like a mother in 1943 uh, <laughs> got this, uh, got this so off their child.
0: Why those women tied up on a plate, Jimmy
1: like, Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. And like the thing was there was there was kickback. There was uh, pushback, I should say. Not kickback, no one was paying anyone off. There was pushback. Often like people would write in and say, Why is there so much of this weird tying up stuff going on in your comic? <laughs> and he said, like, look, I'm teaching you how it's done.
0: This is all about like how to make people better. This Stop is this is how it's done. This is how the Greek gods would have wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot sexier, a lot sexier than our regular world, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so they
1: uh, okay, so the chickens get uh, they they get untied and then they have to do they have to perform to get everyone's uh approval, so they do backflips and stuff like that. Uh, oh, yes, Etta, of course, unfortunately. Managed to capture Keela, the uh, the evil slave of Baroness von Gunther, who uh, cutting through lots of stuff ties her up, turns the tables, turns the tables, runs off, pickpockets the girdle of a th- of Athena, I believe, mm-hmm. which gives uh, Hippolyta. Hippop- 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 I'm not. I'm failed Hippop-Lata. at
0: that one. And it's the uh, the girdle of Aphrodite.
1: That girdle
0: of Aphrodite
1: gives Hippolyta her. Her special strength and the fact that she can just rip it from around her waist without her noticing is mm.
0: incredible. You'd think there'd be like at least a few laces or catches or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. You'd think so, but nope. She,
1: she purloins it. She says, Eddie Caddy's life. And it goes up to Diana and whispers, Eddie Candy's life is in danger. They go for a quick run. Diana says, Oh no, you're a bad girl. So they have a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Diana expects it an easy beat because she's got superpowers, not not realizing that uh, Keela has superpowers that's herself. Sure. Gets knocked out by a rock. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Rock to the back of her neck. Well, that's all you really need.
0: And gets tied to a
1: tree. Mm. Uh, and then okay. we'll
0: be Japanese.
1: Yes, then we see some (laughs) racist caricatures of Japanese people uh, with the Baroness, who's really the first time she has a... Well, she appears briefly, but suddenly she's front and centre. They're going to invade Paradise Island.
0: Mm. The drama is high. Apparently the Baroness is like one step below Hitler, is that she just controls all the forces of the Axis powers. She is uh she is massively powerful.
1: That's all I've got to say. Uh she has a lot of influence. There's uh she goes to the top. But we'll uh I got I gotta we'll talk more later. Oh my god, there's <laughs> so much. We're only we're only like twelve pages into this. Um, okay, so next page. The Magic hurdle is gone. They track the, the Amazons track Keela to uh, Diana. She threatens Diana's life. Got to do it. Uh, Marla, who is a reoccurring character, a friend of Diana's, so says like, she can't free the princess, but she can pr- free Etta. So she throws a spear and cuts Etta's bond, Etta, does a body check (laughs) on Keela, knocks her down, and Wonder Woman, realising she doesn't need to break these bonds, she can just tear the whole tree out, getting us back to the splash page. There we go. Oh, the circle is complete. She just (laughs) tears the tree out of the ground and uh, takes on Keela that
0: way. Keela, though, just pulls a gum. Up until up. this point, she's been wrestling and, like, threatening with a knife. She just pulls a gun now.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think I think she didn't want to. She was just desperate, you know. She wanted to <laughs> prove she could take Diana hand to hand. Yeah. It's a little incongruous, but I like the way that Diana just turns around and uses her uh, bracelets from behind to reflect yeah. the bullets.
0: <laughs> that, I mean, that's classic superhero move.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, I've got, I've got a,
0: to see the bullets.
1: Yes, I've got a power and I'm gonna freaking use it. No one's gonna stop me. Not this tree. Not anything. And Etta
0: thinks the job was easy, but gosh, she wishes she had some candy.
2: <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a yeah. Seems to be a
1: common thing with Eda. She likes candy. I think. I think I'm getting that, that feeling off of her. That's one of the great things about is that she she really is really only interested in candy. <laughs> She's a one Every note character. a
0: path to candy.
1: Exactly right. But she she stays true to her uh, to her objective throughout her existence. So good honor, I say. Okay, now a little bit of detective work. Hey, see these marks on her ankles? They are made by chains She's worn been by a slave. Yes, a slave of the
0: Baroness. And I mean, that finds... is a little bit of a jump, but sure. If 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 lots of slaves of the Baroness are attacking you, and they all have these marks, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I
1: think I think we can definitely say that that was. Uh, that was seeded in the series at this stage, that she okay. was very keen on chaining people up. Okay, then we'll, let's fight some Japanese. Let's do it. Let's do it. Get rid of them. Uh, the Japanese are trying to get to Paradise Island. Uh, they are not shown in a very sympathetic light, as you expect during wartime, but also in our, in our current day eyes, it's not very good. They get paddled backwards out of
0: Paradise Island's waters by underwater. Yes, uh, the Am- Amazons all, all grab onto the boat from underneath the water and swim it out, swim it out out of out from the island. Still wearing their party dresses, I might add. Yes,
2: yeah.
1: So. Uh, and then they get bombed. <laughs> they get the shit bombed out of them by Steve Trevor, who <laughs> just happened to be flying by in his plane. <laughs> So that's a that's a neat way of tying up that whole
0: invasion thing in less than a page. Uh yeah. It's uh back. it's 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 um it's succinct storytelling is what it is. It's succinct. This this story is packed with incident.
1: Fifteen <laughs> pages. You could do a series of movies like you could do a like a, a Hobbit style trilogy based on this story.
0: Oh uh, look, you, you you joke, but that could def this could definitely be a movie. A very weird um <laughs> a weird movie that definitely awakens something in a lot of like f- uh, <laughs> of, of teenage people.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> ideally like you'd be you'd be doing this uh oh, let's 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 pitch this movie for a bit. I like the way you're thinking. <laughs> I say we get uh Pixar to do it.
0: Oh, okay. Pitch it at the preteens. Okay, the so preteens. This Wonder Woman. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you know, with uh, with some bits for the grown ups to enjoy as well. You know, a little bit of a,
0: extra uh, em- emotional impact. Yeah, absolutely. So we definitely have to keep the skin tight deer costumes. Like that mm-hmm. has to be in there. Um, and I think maybe the the actual the getting baked into a pie. Um, and being trussed up that could be a song and dance number. I think that that's is a highlight. That, that's,
1: yeah. that, that's what you put in the preview to like get people like as a taster so like oh. guess uh, what's uh, guess what's getting sliced up this
0: this uh, summer? <laughs> oh my <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, Pixel yeah, let us know. Let okay. Us
1: know what- <laughs> a standard fee of a uh, hundred thousand dollars applies for this idea.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Find us, uh, see.
1: <laughs> okay, well, we, we've solved that one. we solved that one. <laughs> okay, the Amazons returned. Uh, okay, they catched the Baroness, so that happens off screen. Mm. Uh, nice meeting you, Baroness. Girls, bring our guest before Queen Hippotala. I'll beat you yet, Wonder Woman. Uh, love it. She is assigned to go to Reform Island because they can't kill people. They can't. That's against their uh, their way of life. So they're going to reform her and make her completely free of evil.
0: I really do like that. Paradise Island has a little a little brother island called Reform Island.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: <laughs> Just off the coast.
1: Yeah, in case anyone goes bad. <laughs> Uh, okay, and then in a very quick wrap-up, indeed, the final panel of the story, uh, Wonder Woman and Etta return to America with Baroness's confession, freeing the two girls who was, uh, were the root of the whole problem in the first place. Oh, thank goodness. I was worried
0: that they were going to spend life in prison.
1: Yeah, It's not like me, who had completely forgotten they even
0: existed because <laughs> so much other weird stuff was going on. What's up with that? <laughs> But they did miss out on getting trust up with the Amazons. So, you know, it wasn't all, all, all fun and games for them. Yes, it was not.
1: Okay, so that was the first story in this in this comic. There's <laughs>
0: another three. Mm. We're not going to do them. <sighs> That's, uh, I mean, it's disappointing because the next one gets, gets pretty crazy as well. Like, I'm not going to lie. You, do you want to give us a few edited highlights of what you liked about the second story? Um, Well, basically, the Baroness captures Wonder Woman. uh, Yes. And brainwashes her to be one of her slave girls. So you get to see how that happens.
1: Yes, shows her a picture of one of RuPaul's
0: drag race contestants. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a hypnotic painting. A hypnotic painting is then different wavelengths of light. And we know that the Baroness can become invisible and make her slave girls invisible. Oh, yeah, that's sort of mentioned offhandedly. Oh, yeah, I just I invented an invisibility ray. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, the my favourite part was oh. that Steve saves the day because he walks in and sees Diana, or Wonder Woman, powerless, and so he punches the Baroness so hard her invisibility device <laughs> breaks. Um, and, and Wonder Woman says, uh, all she had to do, or <laughs> I had to become a helpless woman to do it. I owe the Baroness one for that. So thank you, Baroness, for making me powerless so that Steve could save the day. <laughs> oh, yeah. A
1: little, bit of, a little bit of mixed messaging there. <laughs> okay. Um, this, okay. I'm going to skip the third story, story entirely. Okay. We have a kid. Um, basically, there's more, there's more Nazi fighting going on. Kids in peril. Uh, women in chains. Lots of that. Uh, but the twist ending is, after escaping several times, uh, we find out the secret of Baroness, and that is that the Nazis have kidnapped her child
0: <gasps> and are forcing her to be evil. No, those dastardly nasty na- Nazis, nasty na- Nazis. Yeah. They're Nazis. let's
1: say it. <laughs> Not everyone has the has strength to say Nazis are bad, but I do. I'm willing to put my, my uh, stake <laughs> in the ground and say Nazis bad. So it ends up at the end of this very comic book, the final story, the Baroness is reformed and becomes a good guy. Oh, thank goodness. But the most astounding thing, because she was like a recurring villain for about a year. And there were a lot of stories where she was fighting the Baroness, and then she like reforms her. And unlike you know usually in comic books, if a bad guy gets reformed, you know it's always like ah and then they'll go bad again. She never went bad again. Oh, that's good. She just became she if you in fact if you flip to the last page of nice the comic, book, uh, the last few panels you can see. Baroness von Gunsen's new look. She's lost the beauty mark.
0: Aww. Is this, she doesn't even look so much like a drag queen anymore? That's
1: right. She stopped being a drag. She stopped. Now I'm going to make my own interpretation here. She's gotten rid of the male side of herself I completely. I see. And now she's just pure femininity, and thus good.
0: What a twist! I think, and it, the twist is even bigger because uh, Hippolyta is accepting Paula as her slave, <laughs> as, as a neophyte. So she's ended up as a slave. Yes, well, that's the only way to get. Look, be- I've explained
1: this to you already, yeah. Zane. It's the I only way to become a better person. <laughs> But she actually, she actually uh, goes on to be one of Wonder Woman's best allies in the next several years, often helping her out in cases and stuff like that and doing all the science stuff on Pro- Paradise Island. Well, that's fun. I like that. Yes, indeed. So that's a little, that's a sample of Wonder Woman number three. That's the first quarter of it covered in detail and the rest of it touched on lightly. Okay. Zane. <laughs> yes. Let's start let's let's wrap this up. Let's start okay. with let's judge this issue. Was it good? Was it bad? Was it weird? What do you think?
0: Um look it's very different to the kind of comic that I'm used to, which is the more like modern we know what the form is for and what it does and how to like um tell a story that isn't just kind of like Wonder Woman does this and then you see a panel of her doing that with some dialogue. Um I think this is a weird comic. <laughs> um, I don't think it's bad, but it's not. I I don't think I could call it good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you. It is v- incredibly weird. This is a psychotronic yeah. <laughs> comic, and I think you put your finger on it when you said like this is not a story. This is just a collection of things that happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like they describe what's happening, and then they show you a picture, and then they move on to the next weird thing that's happening. Uh, the whole, you know, it had the undercurrent, the subtle undercurrent of bondage.
0: Subtle. You say subtle. Now, ma- Brad, I did some maths.
1: About no, oh, okay. Wait, wait. I was going to say, they uh, had a subtle undercurrent of, uh, uh, sorry, let me try that again. The subtle undercurrent of bondage until they started Getting into those dough suits, dressing up as deer. And then I was like, okay, we just got to rip off the the mask now and show you what we got going on here. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: But but please tell me about your maths. I must know. Okay. So reading through this first story, I was like, now this imagery is very blatant to my sensibility. Like, so knowing what bondage is now and like the, like stereotypical ties and poses and what have you. I went through and I counted the number of frames, the number of panels that had some sort of representation in there, and, ca- and did a percentage of overall panels. Oh, now, I'm sure I think it would be those... like two or three percent, wouldn't it? <laughs> I didn't include the cross-dressing of the te- Peeping Tom. I didn't include, like, just <laughs> mask. Like, just a mask. Like, people can wear masks, and there's no undercurrent there. Um, but any, like, trussing, any, like, uh, a- any Wonder Woman sitting on another woman. Um, yeah. <laughs> I-, I didn't count her sitting on her mother's lap. I gave that the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that could be, that could be perfectly innocent. I mean, but it doesn't look it, but... <laughs> Forty-five um, percent of the frames in this comic have some sort of representation of, of BDSM. <laughs> That's a little bit high. <laughs> I look honestly. I was expecting it to be just over fifty percent, so I overestimated a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but well, it was you like, did make Ow. some accommodations there as well, though. Yeah, the back end of this comic is just all BDSM the whole way. Yeah,
1: it is. Very, it's backloaded. It's like. <laughs> it's got back is what i'm saying
0: (laughs) yeah so uh i
1: think this this almost defies categorization this comic it's like is it a good comic no it's it's not it's not sophisticated enough in the storytelling stakes to be good Mm, the story mm. is
0: nonsensical the pacing is terrible um Like the the rationalization of the actions, also not great. (laughs) Yeah, like yeah, there's explanations which make no sense. Uh, Characterization
1: is wafer thin, except for one character, which is Etta Candy, and she wants candy. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like that. She's she's a very realized character. Yeah, she is rock solid in her characterization. You can really get a sense of who she is and what she wants. but, yeah, uh, is it a bad comic? Well, I mean, in certain ways it is. For all the reason I said above, is it a weird comic? Absolutely. It is yeah. totally weird, but it is weird in such a specific way. And not even <laughs> I'm not even describing that as like the 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 kinky stuff, the bondage or anything like that. It's just weird and it's like it has a
0: completely different take on reality. About yeah, it. like the, the weird mythology stuff that they've tried to relate to Christmas for some reason. Because um, it's an
1: all-American comic book,
0: <laughs> then just have it be Christmas.
1: No, know, it can't be because oh god, it's yeah, you're and right. Then how will you included? Doe
0: hunt in Christmas? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't. So, <laughs> i ain't gonna uh, obviously. This is a batshit insane comic. But I, I find it so incredibly entertaining for it's
0: just, it's, I don't even
1: know how to put it. it well, that, yeah, that's me. why
0: I couldn't call it bad is because it is compelling to see where is it going. Does any of this pay off at the end? Uh, and no, but the journey is interesting and entertaining along the way. That's it. It's You it's, don't feel like you grow through it, though. <laughs> or <know> anything more. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I feel like I've parts of me grew during it. (laughs) Um, Oh God, cheap joke. Okay. But yeah, I'd say, yeah, I think you're right. It's not good. It's not bad. It is weird, but it's definitely entertaining. Worth checking out and you can like it. If anyone is interested and I recommend it to anyone who is interested in weird things, psychotropic cinema, uh, this exploitation films, that sort of stuff. This will be right up your alley. You can get it. Uh, from Comicsology digitally for like a, a buck or something like that and just read it and have a great time. Right. Okay. I've, I'm spent now. Well, uh, one, one last question. And you may have already got this. You may have answered this with your uh, statistics, but what did oh. we learn from this comic book?
0: Um, I learned that I, well, honestly, I learned that uh, Wonder Woman has giant kangaroos. I, <laughs> I did not know that before this. Um, And I thought I knew, like, most of the, the, like, tropes of the Wonder Woman, but yep, nope, giant kangaroos. Yep. Well, there you go. You You learned something new. It says ancient Greece, like (laughs) a giant
1: kangaroo. (laughs) So true. Uh, I think I learned that if you get uh, enough people, if you have people cut off from civilization for thousands of years... Things are gonna get weird. Yeah, things are gonna get weird, man. It's gonna mess up that society. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, so
2: uh,
1: that that's that Wonder Woman issue three covered, and I, uh, as I said to you previously, Zane, I I got you on for this particular comic not because I hated you, <laughs> but because I, I wanted to. This- <laughs> I just wanted to share something that I thought was amazing uh with you i have I have uh, on my bookshelf uh, seven volumes of classic Wonder Woman archives, which is just like imagine this, but like a thousand pages of it It's amazing
0: oh. uh and it
1: continued to be like this for like that for about 10 years until uh, William Moulton actually died unfortunately and someone else took over the writing and that's what it took that's what it took <laughs> but now for a change of pace we have a question from the inter- internet ooh and this is from uh Kay Leanne uh, who I know as Kay Aspend, uh, a a local Australian comic artist oh cool and she asks Okay, who? Uh, she asked many questions. She uh, did ask a question. I didn't give you a full question, but I'll I'll give it to you now. Who would win? TV Wonder Woman, Batman versus Superman Wonder Woman, or the movie Wonder Woman? Now I will say I think that Batman versus Superman Wonder Woman and the movie Wonder Woman are the same person, but I'm mm. keeping the whole question there. What do you reckon, Zane?
0: Hmm. Mm. I think see I don't have a lot of experience with TV Wonder Woman um, but from what I do remember I think I think the movies definitely make her a little more Superman esque mm. in the sense that she is like the TVs were obviously restricted by what they could do what well, they could show of her powers mm. because of uh, CGI and what have you Yep. So I think, yeah, at least in the way that she presents, probably I'm probably gonna gonna say the Wonder Woman movie is the most powerful because she mm. Oh no, th- probably Batman vs. Superman because she's older there than she is in her ah. movie. Ah, there you go. You found you found the uh,
1: the loophole. That's right. <laughs> yes.
0: More she experience. knows how to fight more. Fight ah. good.
1: I know from second take that you're not a big fan of Batman versus Superman. Oof. No. <laughs> but to be fair, like, Wonder Woman was one of the good parts of that movie. Absolutely. She was a highlight for me. The bit where she gets smashed across the field and just smiles. is like, ah,
0: <laughs> oh, so good.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, in a fight, yeah, clearly movie Wonder Woman will take the cake. But if it was a quick change competition, then <laughs> TV Wonder Woman would win easily.
0: But also was no. TV Wonder Woman kind of like a detective? Like was she like solving things? Uh, yeah, to a degree, yeah. Because I mean, we also see that a little bit in in the in Batman versus Superman. Um, so maybe mm, yeah, I, I think I'm going to stick with my answer. Yeah. So yeah, I think well,
1: yeah, for strength I go for Movie Wonder Woman. Uh, let's say Batman and for fashion, I'll go TV Wonder Woman. Not only, she can, Interesting. She not, only, oh, not only can she change instantly, but she has a variety
0: of outfits she uses. She also has the invisible jet, doesn't she? She does. She mm, does. We haven't seen that from movie Wonder Woman yet. I believe. Uh,
1: my interpretation of the trailer is they're bringing it in. Oh, the no. second what? one.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, no, I brought that on myself. That's fair. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you know, you never see movie Wonder Woman in a jump in a uh, a wetsuit. You never see movie Wonder Woman dressed up as that's a skater
0: chick. You never do. That that's canon.
1: Yeah, that is true. <laughs> okay, uh, so I think we've solved that one. We solved that question. Uh, we're moving on to. We're starting to get to the end of it, and we've gone a little bit longer than I'd like, but that's okay. There's a lot of weirdness we had to cover very quickly do you have any recommendations that can be comics books or movies we're not too fussy here recommendations for people to watch or or read if they can't get their hands on wonder woman number 3
0: okay um i my favorite comic i think is actually a superhero comic and it's called Uh-oh. invincible oh wow yeah um, so created by Robert Kirkman, um, an artist, Corey Walker, illustrated um, by Ryan Otley. Uh,
2: okay. So Robert basically
0: Kirkman it's. is, of course, the writer of The Walking Dead, right? Yes, yeah. So it's basically the story of the son of a Superman-style character. So him growing up with powers and then crazy world-changing things. And the thing I like about it is that unlike a lot of, Superhero comics, where things kind of go back to a status quo, and people come back from the dead and stuff like that. When the world changes, the world changes, and then you just have to deal with that. And so, the world at the end of the movies is, ve- and the universe at the end of the movies is very different to the universe at the start of. Sorry, comics is very different to the um, universe at the start of the comic. That's a great recommendation, and that is a. They've finished that, haven't they? So it's a complete yes. story now. it is a complete story. It's um a uh, hundred and. It's many issues. I can't remember how many. Yeah, um, it's over 100, I, I believe.
1: So it's really got something to get your teeth into if you get into that. So Invincible, yeah, I've I haven't read it myself, but I've heard good things. Now my uh, my recommendation is going to be a something that was sort of like inspired by Wonder Woman, and it has weird mythology, and also weird sex stuff in it.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: and all right. This, is Promethea by Alan Moore and uh, J H Williams the second? Okay. Uh, Alan Moore is of course the writer. J H Williams is the second. Uh, second is the artist, and he is a uh, incredible uh, expressionistic artist. He definitely does things in page layout you don't see anywhere else. So it was, as I said, inspired by Wonder Woman. It's a female. Uh, superhero who was around in the golden age of pulps and all that, right? Uh, but the twist is because it's a uh, Alan Moore comic, and there's always a twist. Uh, is that it's many many women have been, Promethea. It's like 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 it's so her it, namesake.
0: that passes.
1: Yes, exactly right. But she is a meta hero. She she exists in stories in myths so there's her as a person in this world and there's also the fact that she exists in a a sort of a magical universe of fiction and all the previous versions of her still are alive in there because nothing ever goes away
0: yeah yeah fiction
1: and of course so it being an alan moore comic it goes into a lot about magic and how it works and like there's a whole quest where she goes through the whole tarot deck and meets each of them and stuff like that. It's very weird. And, of course, with Alan Moore writing, there's
0: weird sex stuff as well. Of course. I of mean, course. That's, uh, it's, it's, it's necessary. <laughs> that's just... I will say, <laughs> Invincible has a little bit of weird sex stuff as well. Uh, it's a lot. Uh, the latest story is a lot about reproduction. So, <laughs> Okay. Between different species. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Is that a trigger warning? I don't know. Uh,
0: uh, maybe. Maybe okay.
1: it is. I'll say, yeah, Alan Moore, you always got to throw a trigger warning in there. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's like, and that is also a complete story. Uh, very interesting art. Uh, but only approach it if you're interested in the esoteric because that's where it goes.
0: Okay.
1: It's not I'll a, definitely
0: check that out. That sounds, that sounds like my my kind of bag.
1: Oh, yeah, baby.
0: Cool. Recommendations are done. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, We've almost finished up. So that means all that remains is plugs. What do you got to plug at the
0: moment there, Zane? Um, I have just started releasing a brand new podcast uh, called The Assemblage of Grandiose and Bombastic Grandiloquence. Uh, Sounds great. (laughs) <laughs> which is an etymology podcast. So it releases every Monday to Friday, uh, short episodes, just really um, exploring the, the backgrounds of particular words. Um, huh. Yeah, so feel free to check that out. It's on all your podcatchers, so Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher, or anything else. And that name again? The Assemblage of gra- uh, bo- Grandiose Bombastic Grandiloquence. Uh, well yeah tell your friends (laughs) i will i'm going to
1: plug a comic i did myself uh called what is it called it's called the monocle it is a steampunk adventure it's got sword fights and explosions and women wearing mustaches i'm very proud of it Uh, it's available digitally and uh, in a physical version you can get it if you go to uh, edgecomics.com and follow the links. And I'd love it if someone was to would to read it and let me know what they think, even if they didn't like it. I'd love to hear about it. That's written and drawn by me, so yay you me! Brass moustaches, Brad? Uh, there are not brass moustaches, but ah. there is a
0: event called the Moustache Parade that uh, occurs in it. Okay, you win me. You won me over. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I wish to attend the Moustache Parade. <laughs>
1: Indeed, I'll will t- give something away about the moustache parade. Only the women are allowed to wear moustaches. Damn it, Brad! <laughs> uh, sorry to ruin it for you. Oh well, <laughs> there should be some uh, funky music playing in the background around about now, and we'll uh, we'll wrap it up for this this uh, episode. So thank you very much, Zane. Your your contributions, your uh your what's the word I'm looking for. my witticisms your your witticisms, actually I was thinking statistics ah, my
0: my mathematics
1: your mathematics were outstanding uh, as well as your witticisms and observations, thank you very much for joining us, thank you
0: Um, for having me it
1: was very fun, no worries at all and that's it for Troubling Issues this episode, Uh, thank you and bye. bye